this is Out for One Sports, your podcast for all things Philly sports. Let's get into it. This is Tom with Alpha One Sports. And this is Anthony with Alpha One Sports. We are back. Sheesh. Sheesh. We're sorry we've been away. Yeah, we're really sorry. 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 The Phillies won today. Sorry. Sorry. The Eagles signed Ryan Kerrigan. Sorry. Sorry. Sixers it are up is one nothing. May twenty fifth, twenty twenty one, Tuesday. Sorry. Sorry. That ain't true. Yeah, guys. Sorry. Things just came up in our personal lives, but we're back now. So, what are we going to go back? Yep, between uh, wedding stuff, baby stuff, just a lot, lot to catch up on here. I guess. Uh, yeah. Don't have a don't have a sick child. It's the worst thing ever. It was coughing and sneezing and sniffling for weeks, right? Yeah, been out of in and out of work last couple weeks. Doctor's appointments. It's all. Crazy. And now he's in the background giggling like a crazy boy. Well, I'm glad he's back on his feet. Yeah, at the expense of me having the sniffles now. Yeah, but you can deal with it. Yeah, I can deal. Well, anyway, it's been a busy couple weeks here. Um, first thing, I guess we'll get into this real quick. Uh, Eagles uh, signing uh, defensive end Brian Kerrigan from the uh, football team slash Redskins. How do you like that signing? I mean, he's definitely up there in age. I mean, he's 32 years old, but to get, you know, hey, at least hey, one hey. year. Up there in age. Come on now. <laughs> uh, he is technically older than you, though. So, uh, yeah, we're both 32. I'm not. Are you telling me Amtrak's going to, you know, look to trade me soon? Yes. Am I going to get traded to uh, SEPTA for, you know, a younger draft pick or something? Yes. Damn. Um,. Yeah, Ryan Kerrigan. I mean, ninety-five point five career sacks. I mean, to me, I mean that's some great veteran experience coming in, and uh, definitely going to be a good rotational piece. You know, we already got, a, I believe, a pretty decent overall rotation, defensive end. But I think this just makes it better. I think this makes our, you know, front four pretty dangerous again this year. Absolutely. You know, I've said it in past shows that I think our defense is at its best when it has a good rotation of guys, and he really puts a nice topper on, on this rotation. You know, I'm glad he's going to be helping us instead of killing us every time we play the you know, football team now because he, he was our kryptonite. You know, you know, him and Lane Johnson used to go at it, but that guy used to kill our quarterbacks. He's, I think, because they asked him about this, he has sacked five different Eagles quarterbacks in his <laughs> career. Going back to as far as Michael Vick, I think he's sacked Michael Vick, Nick Foles, Sam Bradford, 
Carson Wentz, and I think he sacked J Jalen Hurts. So that's oh, uh, we got a third party here. It's quite the list there. <laughs> um, so I compare this signing to the Chris Long signing. Just a very nice veteran presence. I think he'll have a little more to offer than Chris did. Um, so I think our defense. I mean, it still it helps our defense, but I'm still a little worried here because you know I think we're another linebacker and cornerback away. I was hoping you know. I know we've got bring. We brought in a guy from Jacksonville, Josiah Scott, I think his name is. Uh, we swapped cornerbacks for him, but if anything, he, if he's going to play anywhere, it's going to be in the slot. We need another outside corner, and I'm hoping for a guy like Steve Nelson. I think that is more of like a special teams type um, move. But yeah, I mean, somebody like Steve Nelson, you know, is a good choice, you know, to probably bring in here and probably relatively cheap. Um, uh, another big idea could be, you know, your, what you could do with a linebacker. You know, you, there's a r couple rumors out there with, you know, maybe a potential idea of sending uh, Zach Ertz to the Arizona Cardinals in exchange for uh, former Eagle linebacker Jordan Hicks. Hey, I would like that, but, you know, let's hope Jordan Hicks can actually stay healthy in his second go around here if we bring him back. Right. Uh, he just seemed like every single season he had a season-ending injury. So yeah. we got to hope the guy can stay healthy. But it, it would definitely upgrade our linebacking core. So if we could bring in Nelson and Hicks, I think our defense would be set. Yeah. And, and then, you know, we got to see how the offense operates, you know, under, you know, first-year starting quarterback Jalen Hurts, you know, fully taking over the reins. You know, seeing some clips of him throwing to Devontae, it's got me get me excited. Oh, I am so hyped for Devontae Smith. I mean, he's just looking like he's going to be catching everything. So I think, the, you know, between Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, I think, you know, the field will be nice and opened up. Um, you know, I'm hearing rumors, too. You know, Ertz is still technically on the team, but even if he's still on the team come week one, Goddard's going to be your starter. Um, Which is good. Got to get younger on the field. And let's hope we get more focal mania. You know, I bought that jersey last year. I'd like to continue to wear it. Um, yeah. <laughs> No, no, yeah, I'm excited. I'm so excited to actually be able to rock that. I think he's going to be you know, a good guy. He, he'll definitely be your third or your fourth player. He's got the talent. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess we got sometime in July, end of July, training camp starts. Yeah. I mean, we're going to you know, hopefully be able to go attend a couple games this year and uh, – you know, quite possibly, you know, maybe we might be able to see some Vegas action. Yeah, we'll have fans back in attendance. Um, looking to possibly get out to Vegas for the Eagles-Raiders uh, game, but golly knows how expensive that's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because that's technically st going to be the first year fans are in that stadium. So I don't think they had any last year. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, you know, fans are going to be back, you know, roaring uh, come right, come the season starts. You know, most stadiums are going to be at full capacity if they aren't already. So definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, um, I mean, hopefully just praying that we can go to a game. No issues. Yeah, hopefully there's no setbacks. And, you know, hopefully it's worth going, too. Hopefully we're not, like, 0-5 by the time we get to go to a f our yeah. first game. <laughs> I I mean, I, I just don't see this roster being, you know, what they're projecting them to be. I, I mean, it does predicate on, you know, whether or not, uh, 
Jalen Hurts can really play ball, you know, but th this team is already looking like it's being set up for so a little bit of success year one. Um, and, you know, it helps being in a division like the NFC East because you know, every, you know, team in this division sucks. Yeah. Um, but it, they all think they're good and they're going to be Super Bowl champions, but, you know, you're never getting there. Uh, but... You know, you just never know. I mean, it all depends. Uh, to me, it, it, the the true test is with Jalen Hurts. I think the rest of this team, I think, is built good enough to help him. And this could only, you know, be taken up tenfold if, you know, granted, I don't know how it would work money-wise. We'd have to look into that. But uh, our success would be would go up tenfold if we were to trade for a certain uh, superstar wide receiver. That's been an Eagles killer in the past, uh, Mr. Yeah. Julio Jones. Apparently, um, the Falcons are only looking for a first-round pick, and we have three of those. You know, two to three of those. You know, assuming Carson Wentz plays seventy percent of his snaps. Yeah. Um, would you pull that trigger? I kind of feel like yeah. I mean, you just got to look at you know the the picks that you have. I mean, you got Miami's first-round pick. Miami's going to be a relatively decent team next year, um, whether or not they're playoff caliber or not. So they're definitely going to be in the later portions of the round, right. round one. So maybe you could push that pick. I mean, if you're possibly thinking with any sort of risk that you're not going to be a good team this year, give them the Miami pick. Right. Keep your pick. Yeah, so you'd still have two fir two first round picks. Now, granted, I'm not sure how it's going to work money wise because I'm still I think he still is owed a, a a large amount of money this season. Yeah, and we don't exactly have that cap. But if they somehow are able to finagle it, and I feel like a lot of players would restructure contracts to bring him in. Oh um, yeah, for sure. So if we bring him in, you know, look out. I think that vaults us into favorites to win the NFC East. You know, I'm looking at this schedule too, and a lot of people see bad things, but. I mean, I could, I could see us, you know, doing all right. Um, that Eagles-Falcons game to start the season, personally, I mean, Falcons did pick up Kyle Pitts, so that'll help him out. But I still think Matt Ryan's on the decline. I, but that's also going to be his first NFL game, regular season game. So you you cannot expect Kyle Pitts to be, right. you so, know, but, uh, Rob Gronkowski out there. Yeah, I hear you. So that game, I could see the Eagles winning that game. You know, especially since they won't have, you know, Falcons won't have Julio, whether he's on the Eagles or not. Um, so I could see the Eagles winning that. Nope. You know, going starting the season one and zero. Niners. That's going to be tough. We beat them last year, but that was without Garoppolo. And they're going to have Garoppolo or Trey Lance in there, and they're going to have a lot of their injured guys back. So it's going to be tougher. I can see that going the other way. So you know, one and one. And then I'm always going to say we're going to beat the Cowboys. So two and one. I mean, I, uh, usually, I mean, it all depends on the season, but I, I always say it all the time. It always seems like the Eagles can beat, you know, you know, the Cowboys in Dallas, but Dallas tends to beat us in, at the link. Right. I know it's not, it wasn't like that, you know, last year, but. And that one will be on Monday Night Football. Um, Dak will be back. We'll see how he plays on that, uh, that ankle. You know, he had that gnarly, ghastly injury last year, so see how he, how he holds up. You know, we got to remember, too, their offensive line, you know, was aged out. Their defense wasn't all that good. You know, they did pick up some pieces in the draft, but we'll see how they play. So I could see us going 2-1. and one. Chiefs, uh, let's just say 2-2. Two 2-2. Two. Two two. 
Panthers. The Panthers are an oddball because on paper they look like they're going to be much better this year than last year, but you just can never trust the Panthers. I think the Eagles go go three and two, and then uh, you know lose the Bucks. So we'll call that three and three. So this will be the moment right here between October 10th and October 14th. You're going to see the Eagles trade blank in exchange for Chicago Bears, Nick Foles. <laughs> and then the Eagles are now 4-2. Why are we trading for Foles? <laughs> well, who's the quarterback of the Buccaneers? Oh. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> so, what were we? so that was... Uh, one oh one and one, two and one, and we'll two and two, three and three. Uh, Eagles, Raiders. Depends on what you know, what Raiders team you get or what their Raiders card you get suck. there. Uh, I'm gonna say four and three, five four and three. Two. Call it five and four against the Chargers. Here, I mean, this is gonna be a good one against the Lions because you're gonna have uh, Ryan Kerrigan going up against uh, Holly Pooley Vite type. Yeah, so I think... Uh, you saw how that went. <laughs> I, he got destroyed. So, uh, let's see. Three, three, four. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll say five and four against the Chargers. Six and four against the Broncos. I think the Saints are going to go up, go down, you know, are going to go downhill here. So I, I think, think we can take... quarterback, so... I think we can here. beat the Saints. What is no. that, seven and four now? Yeah, seven and four. Uh... I think we're going to split with the Giants. So, I'll we'll give that one a loss. I'll call it 7-5. We're going to destroy the Jets, so we'll call that 8-5. Um, now, this is where I got uh, some worries, because are we going to have to play Fitzmagic again? Yeah. Um, so, But I'm just going to say we split with the football team, too. So, call, we'll, And this is at home, so I'll call us a win. So 9-6. and six. Or nine and five? Are we at eight and five? Eight and six or not? Eight and five or not? Eight, eight and six. Uh, well, it's always fun to lose track. All right, nine and five. All right, so ten and six. Nine and five. Ten and six. Um, ten and seven. Ten and, and seven. Uh, Eleven and seven. An yeah. approximation. But I'm going to say, you know, we're going to be 11 and 7. You know, or uh, can we really go 11? And, no, it would be 11 and. It would be 10 and 7. 10 and 7, yeah. Yeah, ten, I'm sorry, 10 and 7. So I think we'll go 10 and 7, 9 and 8, somewhere around that range. I have a good feeling that this team will at least be a 500 team. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not going to be a, you know, 2017 year, obviously, but you know, I mean, Grant, I could also see it going the other way too, because you know, first year player or first year starter Jalen Hurts, um, you know, getting chemistry with these all these new guys, new head coach, and everything. But you know, take a look back to 2016, you know, that first year under Peterson and Wentz, it was a so so year, like I think they were like six and ten, and then the very next year they go 13 and three, so you never know how quickly this uh, turnaround can go. Yeah, but I mean, uh, there's great potential here. Um, I mean, we could swing right over to, you know, another quickie on, you know, the poor Phillies. Bryce Harper's on the 10-day uh, IL. 
the yeah. uh, wrist contusion. Yeah, little guy did, took a, I mean, I know he did get, take a nasty hit to the face a couple, couple weeks back, and then, you know, he's been str he's struggling with back pain as well as wrist contusion. Um, Just seems like this guy's beating himself up for this team too much. Yeah, um, he has been struggling at the plate too, so hopefully not only does this allow him to get healthy, but it gives him a nice reset so he can start producing some more because he's been striking out quite a bit. Um, yeah. Really, really, you know, we're paying this guy three hundred thirty million. We need him to start playing like three a three hundred thirty million dollar player. Yeah, and this um, is where, you know, are you, are you gonna get that, you know, MVP, you know, Bryce Harper? Or are we gonna just be seeing this, you know, twenty five to thirty home run, you know, two sixty, two sixty five batting average type Bryce Harper for the remainder of his career? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, would like to see him start picking it up again. You know, Reese Hoskins, I think, has been a lot better this season. Yeah. You know, the other day, finally reached his 100th home run milestone. So, congrats to Reese, Har Reese Hoskins. Yay! Hooray! Sheesh! <laughs> Sheesh! And then, how about Vince Velasquez? The way he's been Ooh, pitching. Oh, look at him. Yeah. Just another win. He's 2-0. and He's had some very solid starts um, since he's been back in the rotation. It's like, you know, you take him out, you, know, you say, you know, he shouldn't be here, and then, he you know, he's going to go and prove us wrong. So I'm glad to see it. Look out, Phillies fans. Looks like we got ourselves a new ace. Yeah. Um, Vince Velasquez. Well, right now I feel like he's our second best pitcher because, you know, Wheeler's been our ace, really. And then yeah. Nola... He's been struggling mightily. What's been going on with Nola? Yeah, I mean, he can't get out of the first inning at all. I mean, he's absolutely horrible in the first inning. Just feels like he has no command over anything. Uh, he's I think his last uh, two or three games, I mean, he's, you know, averaging over five, you know, point whatever ERA. You know, it's, that's just not good. That's not ace. That's not ace pitching. Also doesn't help, too, when you got... Your defense behind you hasn't been playing very well either. Very, very poor. Our defense has been terrible. Uh, Alec Bohm has been really struggling at third base these days. You know, he's hitting the ball all right for the most part, but, you know, when he's out in the you know playing third base, he's making bad plays. So on the other day, I, I'm trying to remember who they were playing. Um, who were who they playing before the Red Sox? Or it might have been the Red Sox. Where there was a routine fly to the... Uh, in foul territory, um, you had um, Andrew Knapp going to try to chase it down and catch it, and he was, you know, pretty sure he had it. And then Bohm calls him off, and then like it gets behind Bohm. Bohm tries to like barehand it and misses it. What yeah, it, yeah, it ended the inning. Yeah, I've noticed quite a couple of those boneheaded plays this year by Bohm, and uh, I mean, it just looks like he's trying to prove something that he doesn't need to prove. And I mean, after a hot start, after like a you know good rookie season last year, I mean he looks like a wet noodle out there. Yeah, he's, he's pretty, not even not even putting anything to the bat either. Yeah, very minimal. I mean, he he's been all right, but not great. Um, and then you got Andrew McCutcheon who's been dropping balls out in the outfield. Don't know what's going Lawrence, on. Lawrence, Lawrence McCutcheon. You know Larry out there. He's uh. Playing like Larry Joe Gatto's best friend from Impractical Joker. <laughs> you know, just dro dropping a lot of things out there. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, a, a lot of tough plays he's had to make, but for the most part, it's like, what is he doing? 
Is he just getting older and he's getting, you know, he's hurting and struggling to make these catches? That could be it. I mean, he's at an age where you do got to consider, you know, DH, pinch hitting, stuff like that. I will say, though, is he has been producing at the plate. Yeah, in the month of May, he's had, like, what, five home runs? Yeah. So, I mean, he is he's he is producing for us at the plate. He just needs to pick it up defensively. Our biggest surprise so far this season has been Nick Maton and how he's been playing. Yeah, but, I mean, all good things come to an end at some point, and I think he's starting to, you know, cool off a little bit. Right. You know, today they win 2 to nothing against the Marlins, finally. I don't understand why what it's so it's why it's such a struggle to beat the Miami Marlins. I mean, granted, I know they were a playoff team last year, but that was a 60-game season, so that's eh. Um, but like, it seems like no matter what, I'm always watching the Phillies lose to the Marlins. I went a couple years ago, um, two years ago. I went to two Phillies Marlins games in a row at home. You know, one day, uh, you know, I scored last-minute tickets and saw Chase Hutley's retirement ceremony, and then, you know. And then I had tickets for the next next day because um, we were going on the field for a concert afterwards um, to see uh, Brent Eldridge. And uh, they lost the Marlins two two of those games. I had I had to witness the Phillies lose two days in a row live. Like how awful was that? And then it just that they've that struggle has not let up. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean they're not a good team. So like I just don't I just really don't get it. I mean, I just feel like you're just going to continuously keep getting this 500 baseball team. And then I just, the injuries that are killing us, you know, finally got Archie Bradley back, but then we lose Bryce Harper to the IL. You know, JT Romuto was placed on the IL. You know, just, we, you know, Philadelphia, we cannot escape the injury bug. Well, I would rather it be this early than late in the season where you can ruin your season. You know, it's far too early and... You know, nobody's got a 10-game lead on you. I mean, everybody is around the same, you know, win-loss error area. Um, I mean, the Mets don't even have a good record, but they they haven't played as many games because their first week was, you know, a disaster. But, I mean, I, I just... When you get those confidence with the, the Phillies, like, oh, so they're, they're, you know, about to pick up, you know, they go right back down to the typical 500 team. Right. And then they they brought back Spencer Howard, and then his last start, he looked like he just lost velocity right, you know, in his pitch right away. Yeah, exactly. So, but let's hope he can maybe pick that back up, and then they're gonna have to like I, I I've said in the past, they're gonna have to go out and find another pitcher to help out this rotation because it, you know the other guys really just aren't working as starters. I mean, I think they can produce well in the bullpen, Chase Anderson and Matt Moore, but. Uh, as far as starters go, uh, we can't really depend on them to go deep into games, and that's really what you want from your guys. Is that that they, you want to get see your pitchers be able to go the fifth and sixth innings, maybe even the seventh inning. And yeah. you know, a lot of these guys just are not doing it. Exactly. I mean, the you know, the the, the whole team is all off. There's very few bright spots. There's a lot of just average, you know, players that can get it done. But there's nothing hot right now, especially with your two big money guys, you know, out on the IL. Absolutely. Breaking news. I just opened another beer. Oh. Whoa. Drinking a uh, Bud Light Lime tonight. Ooh. I'm on a regular Bud Light. 
Yeah, the Bud Light limes taste very good, especially in the summertime. I, I drank a bunch of those while I was doing yard work yesterday. So how long did it take to uh, create a mudslide with those? These don't really cause that. They used to. That's that was uh back in the old days, like when I was in college. They Miller used to have their own brand brand of this called Miller Chill. You remember Miller yeah. Chill? Yep, yep. That that really caused gut rot, and uh, so did Corona. Used to cause me gut rot, but not much anymore. <laughs> yeah, that, that, they must have fixed something up because you know these beers really haven't been hurting me these days. You know what what is hurting me though is because I'm really trying to clear up my fridge. Um, because I had a lot of just random beers in the back, so I'm trying to clear that out before I really buy more beer. Um, I had two Oktoberfests left. Oh, so, really? So I had one on Saturday. And, uh, man, anytime I have one of those, I end up with a headache the next morning. <laughs> yeah, those are uh, some pretty... Uh, uh, they're very good, but they're like uh, drink one and call it a day. Also didn't help when I had uh, one of your... Um, Iron Hill uh, Kryptonites. Yeah, Kryptonite nine point nine point six, I believe that yeah. is. Yeah, so I had Oof. a crypt, I had a Kryptonite and a uh, Oktoberfest in the same sitting, so that probably was not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then we decided to go to uh, Water's Edge to have a couple more shandies and some jalapeno popper dip to and enjoy the mm, uh, scenery. That sounds that sounds really good. It jalapeno was, dip. It was yummy. Dip. So back to the Phillies, yeah. Um, I don't even want to talk about the Phillies anymore. They're really frustrating, man. Like, yeah. you know, they can't really. Sh- they strung a couple uh, wins a, a couple weeks ago, and then now they're back to the win one, lose one, win one, lose three. <laughs> I'm not even. They they don't even frustrate me because they're the Phillies. Yeah, it's just. I would love for us to get back into the playoffs for the first time since 2011. Yeah. I mean, that's 10 years now. That's This is getting ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't know we were the Seattle Mariners here. It's hard to believe it's been 10 years since the Phillies have been in the playoffs. It like seemed like so long we were like dominating the NL East. Where we yeah. won, won it like five years in a row. Won, you know, Obviously, we, we, we went to the playoffs as a wild card and then, you know, got – or no, we went to the playoffs where we won the East, but we got bounced in the first round. And then the next year we won the World Series in 2008. You know, following year we went to the World Series and lost to the Yankees. Um, and then the following year um, went back to the NLCS. You know, after, and uh, you know, and then I think we got bounced by the Giants. I want to say. Yeah. And then uh, the following year we win like a hundred something games. You know, probably have one of the best All Star rotations ever, ever put together. Beautiful. Halliday. Halliday, Lee, Hamels, Oswalt, uh, and then lose to the Cardinals and the NLDS, and then that was pretty much it. Yeah. You know, last thing I remember. Last thing I remember from the Phillies being good was uh, Ryan Howard um, tearing his uh, Achilles. Oh uh, yeah. Mm. And it's just like, yeah, we done. <laughs> it's all over. The dynasty is gone. Yeah, we had a couple years where maybe it looked like we'd be something, but then it turned out to be nothing. I thought well, they, they get into these hot starts every year. I mean, I mean, this year it's five and zero. I think last year was four and zero. Yeah, both last. I think uh, Harper's first year, and then this year, 
Uh, we both started. We we started with a sweep of the Braves. We we look like we were gonna, you know, be the team, and just that we fall off. Yeah. So I mean, they gotta shore up this pitching. You know, we can't you know be forcing our you know to, we can't keep having our bullpen having to come in in like the second and third and fourth innings. You know, we gotta get to the, at least the fifth or sixth inning before we start going to the pen. Yeah, you really want to you really want to push to the sixth. I think it's a rule of thumb. You know, your aces should be pushing seven. Yeah, like Wheeler, we want to see seven or eight. Nola really should be seven or eight, too. And then Eflin, you want to start seeing like six, seven, six, yeah, I, I would say. And then your bottom two guys, you want to hope for five, five or six. Yeah. You know, but just we can't, we can't even get that out of the second guy. But that's kind of like, you know, the later guys, it's kind of like lousy pitching versus lousy pitching. So, you know, at the end of the day... It is kind of a battle of who can allow less hits as opposed to who can allow no hits. Right. Or runs, for that matter. But, I mean, in reality, let's just trust the process. Speaking of which, the Philadelphia 76ers, since we all last spoke with you, um, clinched the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, meaning they would play whoever the number eight seed would be, which would be the loser of the final play-in game. So basically to summarize that whole play-in tournament or what have you, uh, the the Celtics and Wizards played for the right to be the seventh seed, which would then go uh, would ultimately go on to play the Brooklyn Nets. So the Celtics won that game. And then the ninth and tenth place teams the Pacers and Hornets played for the right to play the Wizards the loser of that game to see who would go on to be the eighth place team so the uh, Pacers won that game and then the Wizards would go on to handily beat the uh, Pacers to move on to play us so then uh, we just back on Sunday the Sixers uh, played the Wizards I was getting a little nervous to that game because you know yeah. there's times where the Wizards were leading you know I, I mean they were leading the first half they were up by like one or two after the first half, but yeah. ended up pulling it out. Um, won that game, one twenty-five to one eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you had an outstanding game from Tobias Harris. I mean, he had twenty-eight points in the first half. I mean, it's only you know nine points you know in the second half, but you know he totaled thirty-seven points. I mean, I wasn't expecting that out of him. That was his playoff, especially high. and you know, yeah, and beat with another thirty. You know, Dan, Danny Grant, Seth Curry helping out. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Ben, you know, you know, had some nice dishes, you know, had 15 assists, 15 rebounds. But, you know, we cannot have you doing – we cannot have him with only six points, especially 0 for 6 from the foul line. That can't happen. Yeah, that, that was bad. I mean, him and uh, Dwight Howard were just awful at the foul line. Um, you know, one of the big things, too, that was a scare was uh, Joel Embiid. I believe he only had nine points to start the half. That's because he had three personal fouls, so you got to start, you know, worrying about that. But I also think those refs were a little sus- those a little suspect the other day. Yeah, they were they were very weird because that whole first quarter was like Washington penalty after Washington penalty, and it was there. You know, it seemed like there should have been a lot of fouls on us in that first uh, period. There, you know, I I don't know. It was very very weird, and then out of nowhere, it became you know the Sixers were just getting fouled for everything. You know, it's sad to say, though, is it feels like we held Bradley Beal in check when you only hold him to 33 points. Yeah. When that guy yeah, scores I mean, 50 a night. 
I mean, that's a mixture. I mean, you probably, I mean, you had Matisse Thibel on him a little bit. You had a little bit of Tobias Harris, which probably isn't the greatest matchup, but he handled him at certain points pretty well. Um, I mean, it's not even a, he's not even a guardable, you know, guy in defense. That guy finds his way to the net. I mean, you notice that. It doesn't matter who's guarding him. He finds his way to the net. Oh, and, and you know, hey, uh, rookie Tyrese Maxey even got his first uh, playoff points. He had three points. Yeah, a little bit some dose, yeah. So, but yeah, uh, Sixers right now, so hopefully they can, you know, build off that and maybe play a little bit better. Hopefully we can get a little bit more out of Ben come game two. They play tomorrow um, at 7 o'clock. Yeah, once again in Philadelphia. You know, right now, again, we got that 1-0 lead in the playoff series. Um, yeah, I feel like it's uh, – this one should very, fairly well be in the books. Um, you know, I like to give the benefit of the doubt. I mean, after watching, you know, Sunday night's uh, Sunday afternoon's game, um, I do smell probably a loss here in uh, maybe one of the games when they're away at Washington coming up. But I, you know, I would probably assume a four to one victory in five games would probably be aware. Right. You know, you just will be. you you want to be generous. You want to yeah. You, you don't want to jinx it. I mean, granted. I, I can I could see a sweep happening. I can't even remember the last time the Sixers swept anybody. Um, but yeah, they tend to struggle in the first round. I mean, last year obviously they got you know pounced, but the year before that it was a uh, four to two with the Brooklyn Nets. That one wasn't an easy one, and then uh, the year before that it was against Miami Heat, and that was a four to two as well. Yeah, so um, I'm just. Hoping for a relatively short series, and that way we can maybe get some rest, you know, keep JoJo healthy. Um, so how do you uh, see these playoffs shaking out, though, going forward? Um, I mean, you're you're seeing some pretty tough basketball with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, they're up 2-0 against the Heat. The Heat looked like they were going to be coming to play in the playoffs, which is a definite threat, but, <laughs> I mean... Yesterday, the the Bucks 132 to 98. That is an embarrassment. Um, I mean, the Bucks are looking like a pretty hot team. To me, I mean, the Nets are. I think the Nets are overrated. I I don't understand why. Why the always the you know the flashy names are you know they're they have the highest odds to win you know the title this year. And to me, that's just nonsense. The team didn't play enough together cohesively to be able to qualify for that you know personally for me i think i would be more afraid of the bucks right now than i would be the nets i'm not even afraid of the nets we got a matisse libel we're all good um but yeah uh i mean obviously the next round um who would we end up playing if we go to this you know assuming we do win this series we would go on to the second round and we'd be playing either the hawks or the knicks the yeah. Hawks had a shocking uh, first round victory, or a first game yeah. victory against the Knicks. Two points, and that would be a, that would be an interesting one. Oh hey, uh, by the way, I you know you know how you know that show uh, around the horn how they correct errors at the end of the show. Yeah. Well, I got to give you something here. That ain't true. Uh, the Sixers won against the the Heat and the Nets four games to one. Was it four games to one? Mm-hmm. I felt like they were so such nail-biting games though i think against the heat they won or they lost like the second they won i think they lost game two to the heat and then won won everything else what about brooklyn was that game one possibly there was 
I think they might have lost one of the games in in Brooklyn, uh, but I think there was a game where it looked like they might lose. You know, where you know Jared Dudley was being a du- you know a douche. Yeah. You know, with his arms <laughs> out in the air, you know, scoring his like two points of the game, his, or his you know his lone three pointer of the playoffs. Um, but then you know the Sixers came back. You know that was back when um, Mike Scott was a little more clutch and could actually hit some threes. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he he kind of led us back and actually won, I think hit a game game uh, clinching uh, three to win the game. Yeah. And and uh, I'm, that series uh, in command for us. I'm sorry for listening to you know me make mistakes here. Um, now for some reason I was getting I I I should have pulled the the research there, but you know I was definitely pretty con- overconfident there but it just those, those two series it just seemed like like I, the Miami Heat one wasn't like really that bad but I remember it was like um how did you lose to this team but I mean that that Brooklyn one was kind of a nail biter yeah that, especially with like the Jared Dudley situation so it's like you were definitely like fuming and there was like, a little hated more, that team there was a little more drama to it because of that dummy but yeah know, then again he's not a very good player I don't even know if he's still in the league you know, he was... I think he's with the Lakers right now. He got so full of himself after that three-pointer. And, you know, and then... Uh, at, of all people, he wants to go at Ben Simmons saying, oh, he really struggles in the half court. You know, he's good He's good in transition, but you get him in the half court, he really struggles. Oh, yeah, you... You, you, you know, he's still a superstar. You struggle. You know, yeah. in all facets of the game. <laughs> I would just remember Zoom-off. Uh, during that during that game, comment you know, was commentating and saying, uh, Jared Dudley, he really struggles in the half court there after he just missed <laughs> a shot. And he's like, Oh, I just see what you did there. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, I mean I could see I could see this year panning out very well for the Sixers, uh if the cards played right. I mean they get that home court advantage which oh should definitely work to their advantage. Um but I mean, I, they they went out against the Wizards. Um, I wouldn't be too afraid of either the Hawks or the Knicks. Um, yeah, obviously the Hawks are a little scary only because of Trey Young. He's a definitely a critter for sure. Um, getting a little uh, a little gnat for the the Sixers, but I wouldn't be afraid of any any one of them. So I mean, not you know insinuating anything, but I mean they could clearly put themselves in the Eastern Conference Finals if they play true Sixers basketball as they are the first seed. To me, I would rather play if we're in the Eastern Conference Finals or when we're in the Eastern Conference Finals. I would much rather want to play the Nets than I would the Bucks with just how good the Bucks are playing. Yeah, I mean, we have yet to beat uh, Milwaukee this season uh, versus Brooklyn. Now, granted, Brooklyn's never been fully healthy and you know the big three Harden uh Durant and Kyrie Irving haven't all played together in the same game um but I I think we could still match up with them fairly well because again too they don't have a good rotation of guys you know after those three they got nobody you know they can't sub guys in whereas we can sub guys in and to me none of those guys are screaming clutch in an NBA basketball game KD maybe but like you know Kyrie and, and you know Harden he don't play defense you know and that's also another area of uh, the game they're going to struggle in his defense so I think you're right you know I think you know if we get past the you know we get past the Wizards hopefully in four or five and then 
the net the you know the hawks or the knicks should also be four yeah you know, i think if it's the hawks it'll be like five um if it's the knicks it's five or six because the knicks have been playing better than most people have anticipated this season um, and then going to the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, you get the Knicks or the Nets or the Bucks. I do agree. I would. I think I'd rather play Brooklyn as well. Um, those both those series would be tremendously tough. You know, probably would expect that to go seven. Uh, in either or. And then you know the West. Man, you God only knows in the West. Uh, you know, Jazz or. Um, they lost to the Grizzlies in <laughs> the first game. Now, granted, it's just one game, but you know, John Morant di- didn't expect that to happen. John Morant really pushed them uh, again, pu- pushed put them past the wo- uh, Warriors to get into these playoffs. Yeah, um, the one thing though that you can take into consideration is the Sixers were not a complete healthy team playing the Mil- Milwaukee Bucks. This that's year. true I as mean, well. I mean, I know they were they were missing JoJo for a bit there. Yeah, JoJo missed. You know, didn't play two of the three. Um, the one game he did play, Ben Simmons wasn't in. Right. So, I mean, there's all these, you know, fact all these things that factor in. But and then we go into you know Lakers Suns. I'm actually saying the, I think the Suns will get past the Lakers. Everyone wants to say the Lakers are going to win that series. I think the Lakers are overrated. I think LeBron. Uh, instead of uh, trying to win an NBA championship, I think he's looking to win an Oscar or something there. Yeah. You know, what is acting? I've never you seen know, a, a so-called superstar, so-called goat, pretend to be hurt instead of actually fake, not being hurt to keep playing. You know, you, you know look- the, yeah, the the freaking, you know, the true goats of the NBA, uh, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant would, you know, pretend to not be hurt to play. Yeah, and then you know, Grant, I'm not gonna call him a goat, but he's probably the Philly goat. Uh, Allen Iverson, I heard stories where, like, he had to, you know, they would try to hide his gear just so he wouldn't try to play. Um, you know, but he'd have to go out and buy another pair of shoes or go buy a, you know, replica jersey so he could play because they would hide his gear. You know, like LeBron, like, he he goes up, he barely gets grazed and goes down and is acting like his eye got gouged out. Oh, yeah. You know, acting like he's seeing three. It's like, come on, dude. And then whatever an, advantage he can get. And then another injury where, like, he goes up after he misses a foul shot, and, you know, I think he does get fouled, but barely, and, you know, lands on the ground. Didn't look like he hit all that hard, and he's acting like his shoulder's hurt. It's like, come on, get up. It's the playoffs, dude. Yeah, I mean, to That's, me, the, know, he's the, been Western conference, yeah, the, the Western Conference is kind of a hard one. Because, um, obviously, I mean, Memphis, that could have been just a fluke, and the Jazz come back as... I would have put the you know the Jazz as you know, you know Western Conference you know sureins, but um, I don't think the Nuggets are that great. Um, uh, Joel Embiid is the MVP, whether people like it or not. Um, uh, absolutely. Prove I- it otherwise. He's been the most clutch for his team. Seth, uh, Steph Curry's been you know clutch for like the last you know couple like last month, two months, not yeah. unfortunately. The whole He's been good, but if your team don't make the playoffs, you're disqualified from that title. Yeah. You know, if we're talking MVP here. You don't get it. His team's not in the playoffs. And then Jokic, I mean, very good, big, big, tough guy. You know, plays plays all of his minutes, is rarely out of games. But, I mean, he's not the – I mean, obviously, 
you know, the last game he scored some relatively high points, you know, against the Trailblazers. But to me, he's not the he's not like Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is the reason for the Sixers' success. Absolutely. You take Embiid out of the picture, this team was not a first seed. You know, Jokic couldn't make his team, you know, a first seed. I think he is a good contributing factor to his team, but I don't think he is the franchise, the purpose that this team is good. Right. And then, uh, yeah, so, I mean, we did struggle against the Nuggets the couple of times we played them this year. Um, I, but I think they take that series against the Trailblazers. Um, what else? Uh, Clippers, Mavs. Eh, Clippers, I, yeah, that, that game, that series can go either way. Clippers are always overrated. Yeah, let the Clippers lose so that uh, Kawhi Leonard can uh, come to the Sixers. One would hope, but, you know. That he should have did. I'm also hearing know. he might go to the Knicks uh, if he chooses to leave California. And then, uh, were you missing anything? I th- nah, I think we got everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Western Conference, I think, is wide open, whereas, you know, obviously in the Eastern Conference, it's a three, three-horse race. Um, but I, I think our Sixers can really pull away. Uh, they got an easy path to the Eastern Conference Finals, whereas uh, the other two teams are going to have a tough, tough stretch there. I mean, Miami's just not going to go away again on the Bucks. You know, I can see them pulling out another win or two. You know, especially when that series transitions down to Miami. Jimmy, if you know, Jimmy Butler has something to say about it. You know, <laughs> I think, you know, he'll make that series tough. Um, and then Boston, you never know what you're going to get. Um, see how Jason Tatum plays. This is starting so – they kind of remind me of what the Sixers were like last year. You know, just hurt, you know, just got on a decline. You know, maybe they pull out one victory against them, but, you know, they could very well get swept. So Brooklyn yeah. might have an easy time getting past them. But then, you know, then they got to play each other. You know, assuming they both win, they got to play each other in the second round, whereas, you know, yeah. we're going to have – you know, pretty easy time in the second round because I think we may have lost one game to the Hawks this year, but for the most part, we've handled both of them pretty well. Yeah. The Hawks and, and the uh, Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks don't appreciate Ben Simmons because I think Ben Simmons is undefeated against the Knicks still. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a closed gap in the Eastern Conference. I mean, there's three. Um, and in the, in reality, it's just going to be two, I would say. Um, because, you know, you know, the Nets beat Brooklyn, and obviously the Bucks beat, you know, the and The Nets. Nets can't beat Brooklyn. Brooklyn is the Nets. Uh, did I, uh, Boston. Right. My brain went to fuzz there. Boston, sorry. Um, yeah, obviously, if Brooklyn beats Boston. I was almost going to say Nets again. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and presumably if the Bucks beat the Heat, I mean, that's only two. I mean, you're only going to have to go through one of them, which is a great bonus. Right, so, you know, assuming these series go the way we think, you know, having a relatively easy time to get there, you sh- should go through these games pretty much unscathed, hopefully health, you know, for the most part healthy, probably rested because, you know, you would hope we get past the Wizards in four or five and the Knicks, 
I really am hoping it's only f you know five tops, but you never know. Could be six. Um, but you know, hopefully with the, you know some time to rest in between everything and you know see what happens in those Eastern Conference Finals. Now, granted, knock on wood, I don't want to jinx it, you know, because you never know what can happen. You know, anything can happen. But you know, personally speaking, I think we have a very easy road there. You know, it's about time the process really com is completed. Yeah, and hopefully we can come out with a ship. I would like a ship. I would like to ha go to a parade, and you know, with COVID restrictions, you know, being lifted, you know, slowly but surely. Everyone's yeah, I want to whip out my ski goggles. Get you know, getting some getting some vaccinations going. I'll whip out my ski goggles. I will actually pack a backpack of uh, alcohol, of some beers, uh, some champagnes and beers, and actually party hardy. Yeah. So hopefully we can uh, expect some good things from the Sixers. I do. I have been thinking about trying to get a New Jersey while I'm at it. I'm look. You know, I keep trying to find the, the Embiid uh, Boathouse Row one, but that's always sold out. Uh, I like. Might just need to start with a basic for now. I mean, I have a Simmons, you know, Chinese knockoff one that I found at a flea market. It's good. I mean, it looks great. Uh, it's even got the StubHub patch. But, um, you know, I really wanted to get a second one. Um, so I really want to, really want to get that Boathouse Row one, but I can't find it. And then go from there. So, well, it's been good chatting with you guys again. It's been too long. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be a little bit of a short one tonight because, I mean, really predominantly it's really about the Sixers right now. you got to put full focus on the Sixers. But, I mean, you still got a season with the Phillies. And, you know, obviously the Eagles always keep it interesting. So, but yeah. let's go Sixers. Let's complete the process here. Yeah, let's complete that process. Let's, you know, let's keep winning. Uh, like I said, game two tomorrow night, 7 o'clock in Philadelphia. So everyone, you know, tune in, watch, cheer, go nuts. Sheesh! You know, and of course, you know, our Flyers, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't get, you know, they stink. Today, old friend. But, you know, we'll, we'll be talking to the, talking about them a little bit more after the playoffs end and, you know, the draft starts to come, you know, the expansion draft comes up and then the regular draft comes up and free agency and stuff. But for now, we're going to put them on hold. Yeah. All right. It's a good, uh, you know, getting towards the end of uh, May here. I think the next time we'll end up talking, it's going to be June. Yeah, we got Memorial Day this Monday. It's crazy yeah. how it's crazy how quickly this year went versus last year. I mean, not yeah. for obvious reasons. And only a couple of weeks away from vacation for me. Yeah. Well, I got vacation at the end of next month, and then you know, slowly marching towards the big day. Yeah. Those wedding bells are starting to ring. Yeah. Can't wait. Well, guys, we'll definitely see you next week. For now, I'm Tom. And I'm Anthony. You guys have a good night. Sheesh! Sheesh.